Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. What we're talking about is our extraordinary coach culture here at Strategic Coach and going through our core values. So number four is constant improvement and innovation. I want to talk about how this lands with our team and how we actually implement this. First of all, we have clients that come back for quarterly workshops, so once every 90 days. And we have a number of clients in the order of around 400 that actually have been coming back for more than 10 years, some of them actually for 20 years. Now, that's fairly unusual, especially for any kind of professional or personal development program. So how is that possible? Well, it's because they're coming back for two reasons, well, probably three reasons. One is to get very clear and focused in their thinking. The second one is to learn something new. And the third reason would be to be in a community of other people who are doing exactly the same thing. So I want to talk about point number two, always coming back for something new. And this is really important, I think, from the client side and also from the team side. There's something about not being static. You know, we work with very successful entrepreneurs, all of whom want to grow their businesses and grow their success, grow their teamwork, grow their free time, grow their quality of life, grow their quality of their team, grow their quality of the experience that they're providing, grow the value. So this is really part of why people are attracted to Strategic Coach, because that's the mindset that they have, and they know that that's our mindset, too, and we have tools and structures and processes and conversations with which to do that. It's also incredibly important backstage. And it's interesting. It really keeps us fresh. It really keeps us paying attention. We also all live in, at the moment, a world of incredible technological breakthroughs where we are all subject to Moore's Law. And if you're not familiar with Moore's Law, it comes out of the semiconductor industry. It basically says that the speed and the power of the microchip doubles every 18 months while the price goes in half. So that's really a four times multiplier if you do that math. So we have technology and tools that are changing basically a four times every 18 months, which drives us to change a little bit too. So at this point, I think that almost any organization who's not changing, I'm not saying you have to change quite that quickly, but if they're not evolving and integrating some of those new capabilities, you're probably going to be left behind. But it takes a certain mindset to be able to do that. And I talk a lot about, especially in the Team Success Handbook, the difference between an entrepreneurial organization, which is much more focused on innovation, versus a corporate or bureaucratic organization. Some corporations fall in the middle. They've got parts of their company that are bureaucratic and some that are innovative. So corporations isn't that useful a term. But you would know whether or not you're entrepreneurial versus bureaucratic. That's a continuum that most people are pretty familiar with. And what we're saying here to be really successful as an entrepreneurial organization or part of one is that you need to be focused on growth and you need to be focused on constant improvement and innovations. Now, more recently, we've come up with a particular kind of judgment or set of criteria so that we'll know whether or not we're being successful, and I'm very excited to share it with you today. So when we look at, and this is pretty much what we talk about, quote-unquote, backstage, which I'll be talking about more in the next podcast, number five, is we want to look at results that are faster, easier, cheaper, and bigger. And this is a little checklist that we use. So let me go through them again. So it's faster, easier, cheaper, bigger slash better. I kind of use those synonymously. So faster is something that used to take, you know, 25 hours of someone's time. Can we get it down to four? 
And what we love, we were actually were looking at our team numbers the other day. Our administrative team, the ones that make sure that all of the correspondence and materials and shipping and logistics gets handled for over 500 workshops a year in eight different cities in three different countries. That is not a small feat. That doesn't even include some speaking engagements in different countries. So that's a massive administrative feat. Well, that team has not grown substantially in years. Why is that possible? Well, it's because the person hours have been continually being reduced by programming that's done by our tech team. (laughs) So IT is really responsible for automating a lot of the processes that had to be done manually. They were very time-consuming, didn't require a ton of productivity, did require a lot of accuracy. And what's great about technology is it's really good at those types of activities which really frees up our humans to do much more innovative, creative-type things or where quality control is really essential. So that's a big way that we've integrated faster. But you're not going to look for those innovations and improvements if you don't have a constant improvement and innovation mindset. So that's, again, why we're talking about this. Easier. I don't know about you, but I'm not a huge fan of the brute force method of getting things done. So how can we find an easier often faster way. There can be a couple of different solutions for that. One of them is to, again, use technology. Another is to streamline your systems. We have a brilliant tool called Unique Method, which simply looks like 12 boxes in a horseshoe shape if you want to draw that for yourself. We do it in a clockwise direction. And you simply write down what are the steps of the process now And then you write down how long each step takes. And this isn't a long analysis. You just kind of guesstimate it. And then you also look at where are the roadblocks? Where are things getting bogged down? Where are they slowing down? Where are questions not getting answered? Then we also look at who is involved in which step. And often when we organize the processes, when I first did this, I had a salesperson who was incredibly successful. She sold the highest number of people into the program that she ever had, which was 20 in a two-week period, which was a huge breakthrough. And then she probably came to me and said, Shannon, I never want to do that again. I was like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. I want to hear that she wanted to do it again next two weeks. And I said, well, why? What's the problem? She said there were simply too many steps for every single sale. I was like, oh, let us sit down and simplify that, shall we? So we did. We slashed and burned. We cut out steps and we combined some others and we automated some. We got it down. There were actually over 20 steps for every single one of those sales, which you think that's over 400 actions in two weeks. That's a lot. And we got it down to 12, which was still a fair number, but at least it was a much, much, much more efficient process. And it was eye-opening. We also delegated some of them off her plate. So it was shared between more people. And then things started flowing. (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, she had a whole different motivation to want to try and have that same result again. So easier is about how can you condense steps? Can you make better use of technology? Can you get a better person on that seat on the bus? So I know there's some things at which I am fantastic and fast and they're easy and they're fun and I get them done really quickly. There's other things you put them in front of me and it's like, oh, how long can I procrastinate about this? Now, that may not be a conscious thought, but it keeps getting shoved to the corner of the desk and put off until finally it's an emergency. That's a good indication that for whatever reason, it's not a right fit for that person. So that's one strategy. 
then our other criteria for success is can we do the same thing and get a bigger result? So how can we constantly look at increasing our impact in a positive way? And I like that because that's where sometimes a little tweak, a little enhancement, a little refinement to our process or a way of doing things, a small addition of capability or talent can, that can really expand that result. That's pretty exciting. How can it be bigger? And the other one is cheaper. And cheaper means you can do it for less cost. We have some people in our company who are brilliant negotiators. I would never have the nerve that they have to go into negotiation. They have the patience, the tenacity, the facts. Oh, I could never do what they do. And a lot of things year over year are getting cheaper, not more expensive, or they get way more value for the same price. And I have such respect for that. And what I love about this constant improvement and innovation is it means that it's not only in the bringing more money inside, it's also on the saving money side. And so many improvements and innovations can be put in place when the team takes care of how they run that side of the business. You know, I've heard so many stories. One particular one that I remember is that the team, and this was, I believe, in a law office, had no idea how much things cost. So they just kind of kept doing things the way they'd always been doing them. And then they were kind of educated on what the costs were. So it was a little bit more of open book management. Uh, They doubled their productivity that year. And they've actually been continuing that process because they started making much better decisions because they knew how much things cost. Could be everything from mailing to phone calls to different types of events that they were having. They got much more savvy, didn't lose the quality at all, but managed to produce the same results for much less money. And then they also got to share in that as part of a bonus sharing program. So I love those stories because they're so fun. And it's simply a matter of education. And then people, when all the motivations line up, you get to see fantastic results. So that's a fun way to acknowledge and celebrate that kind of progress within a company. But that's also constant improvement and innovation. Now, one other little adjunct to this, which I will share with you, is that another set of criteria for who we're looking for on the team that will produce those results are people who have four characteristics. One is alert, which means their actually eyes are open <laughs> and they're paying attention. Number two is they're curious. They see something and they go, oh, I wonder why that's happening like that. Hmm, wonder if it could be done differently. They're responsive, so they actually don't just think about it, they do something. So they kind of jump in and take action and they contact somebody or call them or do a little bit of research and they respond to the situation. And my favorite word, and this is one actually I got from Dr. Brad Smart, who wrote the book Top Grading. And one of the things that he says, the number one characteristic of an A player, so just a fantastic resource at that level in the company, is that they're resourceful. It's like, ooh, ding, I like that word. And it's a great coaching word to coach yourself, by the way. If you ever get stuck, just say, hmm, how can I be more resourceful about this? And you'd be surprised what comes into your mind. So we want people who don't stay stuck with stuff or pass it off to somebody else or say it's not my job. They're like, oh, let's do something about this. So we had a situation where it was it had to do with the payment thing and the way that we processed it made it very complicated for a client. And the person who made sure the client was taken care of was stressed about it. She took great care of him, which was wonderful. And I was coaching her because she's one of the people who like is very task-focused and wants to get stuff done. And she was stressed by this. And I said, okay, first of all, you handled it brilliantly. You took care of the client, which was the number one thing. The reason why it was complicated was because of our backstage process, not because of anything that the client did. So you did good. Take a deep breath. And you know it will be resolved tomorrow. 
And she was very resourceful. And then I talked to her the next day. And I said, okay, you feeling better? She goes, yes, thank you for our conversation. And I said, are we fixing our backstage system? She goes, yes. I'm like, good, let's not ever have that happen again. So it means that digging in and making things better so it's a permanent solution, not just a temporary fix. You know, I'm all for quick fixes. Often I think that's how things get done and we don't get bogged down. However, I'm also like tangible long-term solutions that are solid, that are quality. So that's a key component too. So alert, curious, responsive, and resourceful are fabulous characteristics to encouraging your team, to encouraging yourself. And those are the people that produce results that are faster, easier, cheaper, and bigger. And also that's how you provide constant improvement and innovation. I hope this has been of interest to you. It's certainly how we'd like to live our lives here at Strategic Coach. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com. Teamsuccesshandbook.com